came like a king and lived like a legend. That's one of the most stupid questions. Hello, listener. Welcome to European Tuesdays. In today's segment, we're going to discuss what the big boys need to take the step forward and avoid being surprised or even humiliated. This and much more in today's European Tuesdays. Hello, listeners. Welcome to European Tuesdays. So, uh, the game has stopped. Michael, what do you bring us this week? Yeah, I mean, a lot of games in uh, Champions League, apart that there's none. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead with what we started last week, right? Um, you might recall in the last episode, we analyzed the smaller teams uh, playing on the top 16 of the Champions League. And there we were looking at which of the small team would benefit for a very strong player. So 30 million uh, price range player, any which position, and whether these would change or wouldn't change the balance of, of the games upcoming. Now, what I would like to do is do the similar exercise, but on the other end. So um, assuming the, the, the teams, and um, I would just say for, for, for reason of... of of uh, dates of games. Let's start from Leipzig, Liverpool. Would Liverpool need to buy any player were Leipzig to get stronger to ensure that they go through? Or are they already um, so favorite in this matchup that they don't need anything? Um, for instance, we do know that they had a couple of players getting injured, not being there anymore. They are performing well, but I would say not being as stable or at the very least, the back as, as they were last year. Um, would they need some additional pieces in the transfer market or are they good to go? Well, that's a complicated question, Marco, because as you said, uh, they, they looked so dominant last year. So uh, on one hand, uh, I think that if they go back to that form, then they wouldn't need a player at all. But on the other, uh, it doesn't look that, uh, uh, that those results can be easily achieved also this year now. So and, and also, did you hear the rumors about uh, Mohamed Salah maybe leaving Liverpool? Because uh, there are also some rumors about that. About that. And uh, of course, if, if it ever happens, but and I don't think it will happen on on January, uh, that will be quite a big loss for Liverpool. But uh, right now, counting on uh, on Salah's performances, <laughs> I would say that Liverpool is good to go against the Leipzig. Not 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 to to, to undermine Leipzig, but still, I see them as favorite. Yeah, I think backing what what Stead did, the only um, thing I would say is I'd be worried is about the centre back situation. So we know uh, it's more than, not that they have, don't have quality, but the physical aspect of it. Uh, apparently, there is some problems uh, always happening with their centre backs. Um, uh, with uh, Van Dijk now ruled out for the for the whole season, uh, what kind of players can play there? Because I think. If if uh, they should do uh, one of those purchases, should be a, a center back. And I'm not meaning you know go out and splash the cash like a Van Dijk center back, you know paying 60, 70 million for a, a Skriniar or something like that. Um, I mean you know uh, in terms of getting some reliable con uh, players. 
Um, and one of those would be, for instance, Ozan Kabak uh, from uh, Schalke. Um, they are, could take advantage of Schalke's precarious uh, financial situation. Ozan Kabak is uh, a young centre-back still at 19, 20 years old, but highly promising and uh, very aggressive, maybe a bit too much sometimes. The positives is definitely the aerial strength that he would bring to that Liverpool side, which in the Premier League, um, you know, can be crucial. Uh, and uh, also for the Champions League would be beneficial because he's used to play against a team like Leipzig. Um, I think it could be a positive one. Absolutely, absolutely. I fully agree with you, Alex. Um, I was also going there with my brain. Um, I was thinking about Upamecano. Um, but I think they do need someone with that physical presence that also Kabak can bring, right? Uh, to really lead the defense. Now, in the goalkeeping situation, I think they, they managed to stabilize compared to the beginning of the season where they basically had to play three different goalkeepers, um, which wasn't the best for, for as we know, every, every team wants to have a strong pillar in the defense in, in, in goal leading the defense as well, because it's, it's a little bit of a, you can see it as a like, vice manager, uh, leading the defense, moving the players left and right as the attack is coming. And they didn't have that. I think now it should be better for, for the game. Leipzig hoping that, that no additional injury um, would come. But uh, let's see. Let's see how it all evolves. But from this game, let's move to the next one. And we have Porto Juventus. Now we know, uh, because we have discussed also as part of the Portuguese section, that Porto is not in a very strong financial situation, but we had um, a little bit of a, of a, let's say, fantasy transfer market over the last episode. Now, against Porto, we will have a Juventus. A Juventus that, as we uh, thoroughly analyze, it's not as strong as we were expecting, has issues specifically in the midfield, but suddenly also the defense doesn't look as strong no more. With Bonucci probably having the worst game ever in the Juventus shirt over the past game. Uh, with key players such as Dybala being relegated to the bench. How is this Juventus looking and, and what, if anything, should they get uh, to ensure that the potentially last year of Ronaldo with the Juventus shirt could be the year they suddenly win this uh, long-awaited trophy. Definitely something in the midfield, I would say, because uh, still the attack uh, is effective for Juventus this year, and uh, uh, Ronaldo and Morata can carry for the attack, and maybe with Kulusevski coming in and, and also Chiesa helping on the wing. So I would say that the attack is okay for Juventus. Uh, the defense, like you said, Bonucci has played an awful match against Fiorentina, but overall he's doing fine, maybe not at, at his peak, but uh, not too bad either. So I'm, I'm going to stress again that uh, Juventus, Juventus should, should have and deserves a better midfield, because right now it's really, it's really chaotic. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that uh, Rabiot and Ramsey are not good players, but they are not Juventus players. They're not uh, the uh, Vidal, Pirlo, and Pogba kind of midfield that, uh, that Juventus should have. And um, unless they change something in, the, in, in January, then I, I do not see them having very good chances to win the, the Champions League this year. And maybe could Pogba be the key for, for this? We know that Pogba with Raiola has 
clearly stated that he's going to leave United. Now, this might be the case that Juventus can get him before the end of, of, uh, of the season. Then again, we would have to see. Uh, I believe that the rule currently is that you can't play the same competition you had played already. So he wouldn't be able to play Champions League, I believe, were he to be bought by Juventus. Not sure if any of you can can uh, correct me on on this. No, no, I, I think you're right, and this uh, this will probably uh, play a factor in this. And um, Pogba would br- would bring back a lot of quality to Juventus, and also a lot of enthusiasm because we know that uh, uh, Juventus fans were very fond of of Pogba. But uh, since, like you said, he wouldn't be able to play in the Champions League, then still, uh, I still think that Juventus would be missing something for the year. And uh, then we move to Sevilla, Borussia. Now, Borussia didn't have the best run of form, I would say, recently. We have seen a change in the manager. Um, to be quite frank, I don't think it was that poor the performance. Uh, on the other hand, Sevilla is finally been a strong player in Champions League after many years winning Europa League or Sevilla League. Um <laughs> How are we seeing this one? Um, we have discussed last week about a um, couple of players that could be bought to, to make the game or even. I, I, I struggle to see a clear weakness in uh, in the in the team that, that, that could lead to the need of an additional player. Alex, what, what your thought is here? Uh, is this too even to be changed by a single 30 million player or is there someone that could really bring the advantage of one of the two sides? Um, I think from the from the Sevilla side, uh, defensively they're they're quite sound uh, in the way that that, the, that they're playing. Um, Julen Lopetegui has them <clears throat> in a very structured way. Uh, defensively, the, the issue would be would be more uh, on the offensive uh, of the offensive third. Um, so I'd be I'd be more. Um, Looking into someone to support uh, Luke de Jong, um, so, and I think one uh, clear, clear, uh, and they've been linked to this because of uh, Monchi's um, love for for the French market. Um, Florian Thauvin from Marseille could be uh, a, an option for for the team, and is highly debated as an option. So he has a contract until June twenty twenty one. We're talking about here about. A world champion, a tricky winger with a lot of assists in his bag. I think he could be. He could be actually uh, what uh, Sevilla is missing in terms of, of delivering on the final third. Yeah, uh, that they they currently don't have because let's be honest. Uh, I mean, and I know how much they loves uh, Suso, you know, but um, he's not really the the player the player for 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 Sevilla. In terms of delivering him to go past uh, past Borussia, no, I think it's a little bit of a one-trick pony, right? So, so he likes one movement, and that has been the blessing and disguise of Milan over the past two years. I think yeah, every time yeah. the ball was going to the right, the action was always the same. And yes, he did eventually score plenty of goals, had a couple of assists, and so on. He he did perform well, but I think it's a player that only or often seeks for the individual play rather than for what the team would benefit the most. And 
if you need to go far in Champions League, you need a different kind of player. And Tuven, many years, has been um, named as one of the possible purchases of different teams in Europe. Uh, may this finally be the season he leaves France for a major European team. Uh, let's see, but um, that would indeed balance things out at the very least, or rather increase the chances, I should say, for for uh, Sevilla. Guys, uh, you you have triggered me. I, I still have nightmares about uh, about Suzo's play. Right? Every single time, the, the same action, every yeah. single time, I, I, can, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> talking about yeah. talking about nightmares, um, we also have Lazio Bayern. Um, I already have nightmares now, just <laughs> seeing how Bayern steamrolls every single team he they face in Europe. Um, do they need anything, or are they so safe? I personally go for the latter. I don't see Lazio even being a challenge for for Bayern. Anyone no, I mean, disagreeing with you? No, I'm trying. I'm no. trying to think about something, but nope. I think their issue with Bayern was the one at the start in terms of needing a right back. Uh, but uh, let's be honest: to, to beat Lazio, it won't come down to having a better right no. back, a right back. But so, yeah, sorry about that one, Marco. But I would keep the thirty million in the bank. Yeah, and and they did manage to cover that gap by adapting other players, right? As, as they often have done by moving... I mean, we did see moving Lamb from the uh, wing back to the midfield in the past. Alaba started as a, as a wing, then moved to the middle. Now it's a centre-back. Yes, still left centre-back, but the, the Bayern likes to make these, these changes to players. And also on the right wing, uh, hasn't been different. Also Kimmich filling in often. And uh, I don't think it's a real gap. But they benefit from a stronger player absolutely but i think right now they are in my mind the strongest team in this champions league so let's see how that develops um two other games we're going to discuss today borussia Mönchengladbach versus city and i think this is for different reasons but a very similar outcome at the very least for me compared to what we just discussed city is extremely strong again not the best city that we've seen not the city of two years ago when they were just demolishing but it, Either way, the, the starting eleven is so 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 strong compared to the to the Borussia. Now, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can say about uh, about Gladbach being um, a threat to City. Um, so in that case, I think it's uh, uh, similar to to Bayern. I would keep the money in the bank. Um, <clears throat> And, and not invest in the the from the city perspective. I mean, it makes no sense to 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 invest into beating Gladbach or even afterwards because there's cle no clear uh, deficits in the team besides maybe a, a, a bench striker because yeah. of the injuries that Aguero has had, Gabriel Jesus has. So that would be most of it. And uh, for the final game of the analysis today, we have Atalanta-Real Madrid. Now, we know that Real Madrid has spent no money, this transfer market. Uh, we know that Atalanta has many internal fractures in the dressing room. That said, Real Madrid still comes stronger in these. Uh, finally have found some decent form in the league. Do they need anything, Alex? And, and 
I just gotta give my opinion first, but I wanna hear yours as well. I think they should avoid spending any money this January to have as much money in their bank as possible for the next season. Because next season is gonna be the one to count, not this one. This one is a transition season and that had been made clear since the very beginning when zero million was the expenditure for the summary transfer market. No, definitely. I think yeah. on that yeah. front, there, there there will be no no changes. I think on Real Madrid's transfer policy, but um, I would be curious to see from your side how if there is anything that they need to beat Atalanta, or do you think Atalanta is dead uh, in the water? If anything, a more consistent player that could play as a wing back in the left specifically. I think uh, Marcelo has played a lot of games, but he's too offensive to really counter um, the, the, the Atalanta wings. Um, if anything, I would, I would identify that one position. Uh, however, again, the team is so strong that that is covered. We also have Mendy as, as a wing bag. If you look at, at, at overall, right, who's, who's I think, top tier wing bag on the right. So I think that you can just shift the whole defense a bit and, and cover in that way. Uh, it wouldn't be a big gap. But if anything, I think that the Marcelo position is the one I would cover for Real. With that in mind, we will leave Atletico Chelsea and Barcelona Paris for the next episode. That I think these two games are the most exciting of these top 16 of Champions League and they deserve some special um, attention. Uh, but with that in mind, we will leave you to your favorite section of also this episode of the meme section of the day. And guys, this is not only your favorite section, but uh, today we also have your favorite variant of the section, which is, of course, the Zlatan versus Jesus competition. Oh, so it's not called Marco has been destroyed by Alex? <laughs> not yet, Marco, because I still trust that you can come back from, uh, from the hell. Thank you. So at 8-0, we'll probably change it, right? Yes, that, at that point it will, yeah. But right now it is uh, 3 for Alex and 0 for Marco. And uh, let's see uh, what we have today. <clears throat> so, all the authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Who is it? Is it Zlatan or Jesus? It's my turn, right, Alex? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Fuck me. I gotta go with Jesus. I have to go with Jesus. Please, okay. Stefano, don't tell me. Marco, Marco says Jesus and Alex. You can agree with him or, or disagree. Your choice. Uh, now, I, I mean, to make the game interesting, I would have agreed, but I'll, I'll go with Zlatan. And you would have done better, Alex, because it is Jesus. Finally, Marco gets ah, the score. Finally. 3-1. <laughs> we back. We back, boys. <laughs> Could it be the beginning of the comeback or just a, a single yes. episode? Uh, I, I guess we will see in the upcoming the weeks. The comeback guys. is real. The comeback is real. Yeah, I'm not too sure about it, but uh, finger crossed <laughs> for you, Marco. <laughs> and uh, thank you, everyone, again. And uh, see you next week.